Yeah. I have two questions. Um, the first one, is it following up? So is it good to ask God so that you get the base amount of Jannah, but to avoid not? There's no best. To each his own. The base. Could one had, I yeah, yeah. I said the base, yeah. not the best. No, no, I got that. So I'm saying to eat, if you are accepting, as some of our scholars, you know, jokingly, they say, you know, I don't really want anything. I don't want castles and mansions and servants in Jannah. I just want to sit beside the shoes. Okay, I just want just put me beside the door. Okay, you can ask for that. But this is why, one of the reasons why they say, for instance, Yom Al-Qiyamah is called Yom Al-Hasra. It's the day everybody regrets. The bad people going to hell regret because they're going to hell. But they say even the people going to Jannah, they all regret because you keep seeing what others are getting. And you say, if I had done this more, one more thing, they say, what is it? It's nothing. I would have done this. It's five minutes more. It's one day more. It's one month more. I do this more and I'm with this person. Look at what they have and what I have. But you're risking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that moment, I don't think you're thinking about hell. One way to look at it is look down, while another way to look at it is look up. You, you, you reach a certain awareness here that hell is no longer like a part of the equation. You understand what you're in. It's like someone, you know, you're, you're standing on the Olympic track. The whole world is looking at you, and this is the time you shine, okay? The harder the test, you said the harder the test. Yeah, you're running against, I don't know, Donovan Bailey and <laughs> Michael Johnson. Of course it's a hard test. There's a chance you're going to lose. Of course. Yeah, but you know that's not the way. If you lose, if you lose a big test, like a very hard test, yeah. I wanted, uh, it's actually three questions. Shoot for the start. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. So, the second question, the, the follow-up question was basically like, I understand that to do, if you pass a test, you get good, you know? You get something good. But why is it with God that if you don't pass a test, you get punished? You don't always get punished. Where do you get punished? You get in the afterlife, you get punished. Yeah. Yeah, you're responsible for your action or not? You're no longer responsible during the test? I was going to finish with that today. That was my punchline for the whole day. <laughs> that, <laughs> that every, every... <laughs> Every every Saturday, yes. <laughs> this is my test. <laughs> Everything that happens, if we agree that it's a test, and I don't know how many times I repeated this, we said, while you act, if you are mature, if you are conscious, if you have free will, you are accountable for your action. Does it mean that because you're going through a test, you're no longer accountable? Okay, so that's it. So why do you say, why is it that? Of course, you do bad, punishment. You do good, reward. Test, End of story. I test, to do, I test to do bad. Yeah. You don't do. Like the temptation that tells you, that's the test to not do something bad. It's a test. Yeah. You don't do it. That's okay. Say you don't, like, say you get a reward for that, but why is it that if you don't do something good, you get punished? Because your job is to be in a constant state of worship. You have to do something good. When you're not oh, doing something I, good... I, I forgot. I answered myself this question. This, and it's thank you. Alhamdulillah. God. Thank God. Yes, I forgot. But, so, get, go, getting to the third question. Um, you said there were only two, but it's okay. Yeah, I, I, Keep going. I went to three. Because I forgot I answered myself the, the, the second one. Yeah. The third one is... Uh, is, uh, is you said... Is, 
if there's the hadith say of Imam Ali and Al is that to, to to lessen your temptation or to to fight the temptation in a in a in a orderly manner is to gain knowledge. Like logic and temptation go against each other. You you back up logic with with learning and you back up the temptation with hawa. It's a hadith of Imam Ali. Um, that makes the test easier, of course. So does that mean that if you're more knowledgeable, the test becomes easier, which equals less to reward? But then you might be tested with other things. You see what I mean? Acquiring the knowledge is not easy, though. Right? That's part of Everything question? is a test. Shuf, Sayyid, what, what difference does it make for you at the end of the day? You are not ever going to control what kinds of tests are sent your way. Your job is to constantly be in a state where you're ready to handle whatever test is sent to you while trusting that God will never send to you something that you cannot handle. Right? Can you say that again? Your job yes. is to try to pass every test in the best possible way mm -hmm. while trusting that God is never going to send you something you can't handle. That's the maximum you can do. Can you do anything more in this life? Can I try to give an example? Yeah, but I, I know what he's trying to get at, yeah, but, but to me it's extremely theoretical and without a true uh, a real fruit. I'll like, there's no application to it. I know what you mean. It's like, what are you going to ask God, like, change the test for me? You can't. No, no, no I'm not gonna I will that, not get knowledge. But basically, <laughs> but basically, we have the same, like, like say two people, they get tested on... On what's one plus one? A yeah. person, a person who knows physics and all that will answer that right away. There yeah. are too many. But a baby, but a baby won't be able to answer. Okay, yeah. I remember, I remember Sage bringing an example like two, three weeks ago. It was like, does the person who, for example, like two hundred years ago, gets up at five a.m. to go walk like twenty kilometers to get a bucket to make wudu, right? Does he get the same reward as a person who just opens the tap and makes wudu? Exactly. There's so the same. It's the same. And what I can handle today, I may not be able to handle it in three months, but I can handle it today. So he's giving me today what I can handle today. And he'll give me what I need then to handle it then. And it's, I'm not the only entity in the universe. I'm connected to an infinity of other causes. And my test is part of that bigger picture, which inshallah we'll talk about later. Because we're always focused on only ourselves. And that's why I opened the door to saying, sometimes a harm is going to benefit someone else. And so it's good to reward that person. Okay? Sometimes I'm getting a test and I fail at it and my failure is actually good for the other person. And that's all part of the divine plan. These infinity of, the of interconnections. And for me to say, you're being tested and I'm being tested, therefore in theory I should get more reward than you, that doesn't work. It's impossible. There are too many factors to look at and only God knows them. Can I really know what my level of sincerity, my level of, of knowledge, my level of patience, my what I can tolerate and what I... Can I really look at that? I never can never. At yourself or others? At myself or an, anyone else. I don't know. I really can tell where my... If I don't know what everybody's level of knowledge is, how am I comparing? How much knowledge do I have? I don't know. No, but you could, like, 
you have an idea. <laughs> okay, so I have an idea of that I of understand. You know, I've read six books on Salat al-Layl. I have an idea of what Salat al-Layl is. Yeah, My some understanding... People, some people don't know nothing. You okay, know I mean? that's one way. And, I, and I, there's also a alim, for exactly. instance, who knows. So exactly how much do I know versus him? Maybe I know more. Maybe I know less. Maybe I know the exact same thing. Maybe I know the exact amount, but in a different angle. That affects my spirituality differently than his. Yeah, but that's, that wasn't my question. No, but um, I'm taking one example to say you cannot enter your trying to compare. Is it more? Is it less? Is, you can't do that. There is none of that. There are too many factors. And all of that, that's why the only person, the only entity that can assess this at the end is God. What's your question again? <laughs> my question was, should I gain more knowledge if it, for, it, for my test to be easier? Mm -hmm. But then that will make my test less rewarding. Okay, think of it this way. You're in the ocean, and there's constant waves. Should you keep swimming, or do you just drown yourself? Like, or think of the waves. Do you control the waves, or do they just come at you? They just come, they at, just you. come at you. That's fate. Okay, so test, think of test like fate. Okay, it just comes at you. And your response to it, should I keep swimming, or should I just give up? Should I become a better swimmer? Should I become a better swimmer? <laughs> or should I just, you know, there's, there's let them sit there. But, but if I swim, you get better. God gives you, like, no, no, see, this is where, like, you're, can I say one thing, Sayyid? Yeah. Let me finish, yeah, just let, let me finish with this one, until we move, until we can finish, because it's been an hour and a half. The, the thing that you say I'm getting more of, that's its own test. Don't ever think that whatever you're, you, you're thinking that there are things that you gain that make something easier, that thing that you're gaining is its own test too. It comes with its own harms. The ilm that will come, will come with an infinity of its own problems, I assure you. Okay? Like they will teach you, like one of the first things they'll teach you, for instance, when you start to study akhlaq, the first thing they teach you is about ilm. They spend so much time about ilm because suddenly you're going to start to think, oh, now I'm something because I have knowledge. And so you lose your humility and you become arrogant. No one will see it, but inside you, you changed because now you carry something that you see others don't. Okay, you don't think that's a test? That's not just easy. It's not just easier. Yes, you recognize truth and bad, good and, and evil. You recognize it maybe faster than someone else. Maybe. That's one. But two, you get your own problems to deal with. You have to stay humble and stuff like that. Of course. And they're a lot tougher to deal with than the appear, apparent stuff. Apparent stuff. Someone who gets money. Of course, it's going to open a million doors for them. Of course, they can open 10 Islamic centers and the other person can't even you know, pay the uh, month end of rent and food. But that comes with its own tests. That money. Right? And everything you think of, that's why the example of the swimming does not work fully. Because you don't see anything wrong with becoming a better swimmer. But there's a million new tests that you get by getting more money or more knowledge or more... Everything will come with its own. You know, they, they'll tell you. There's a, a narration, for instance, that says, jealousy has ten parts. Nine parts have been put in scholars. 
90% of the jealousy of the world has been put in scholars, people who carry knowledge. They are that jealous of each other. It's an extremely bad thing. But when does that come to you? When does that bad thing come to you? It comes when you carry knowledge, and then you look at someone else carrying knowledge, and say, do I carry more knowledge, that, or, or do they? But it's not always bad. Of course, but th- this is where it becomes a test. Mm-hmm. This is where one scholar will beat that temptation, and will crush that jealousy, and will stay humble, and another one is not going to. So in conclusion, you should always keep a balance, and control uh, well, Ani, I'm not saying in conclusion for you. Ani, I'm saying don't look at someone else. Mm-hmm. Because what may look like it's easier for them, they're dealing with their own problems. And they're dealing with their own stress and their own issues. Deal with what you are today. And your job is to keep getting better in everything in life. And every day, as you change, your situation changes, your tests are going to change. React. doesn't it say, doesn't it say in the Quran that of course. And there, and there's sayings that there's no jealousy. There's, it's not jealousy if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're jealous from a guy that is worshiping God so much, or if he's doing such good things like, like he's donating a lot of money. That's if it makes you want to do better. Yeah, no, right. jealousy means that's you want the, the ni'mah to be to disappear from that person and to come to you. I see someone having more knowledge than me. I wish I had their knowledge and I was in their position and I had their social status and I had the respect of the was, people. I it was me like him. No, This is why in the ruwayat they say I pray to God that this person becomes even better. I see someone having money and I pray to God that they get even more money. I don't want their money to go away. I love them and I love their money and I no issue. But I pray to God that I also get money. I, there's no ill intention towards them. That's ghibta. There's no haram in that. But it's because there are huge other factors at play when you're a scholar or you carry knowledge. This, this scholar, oh, they kiss his hand. This one, they're not kissing his hand. Well, why don't they kiss my hand? I have a lot more knowledge than this guy. I have 72 books. He only has 30. And it's, it's impossible to talk about this unless you are in it. It's too easy to, you know, throw theory at these people. They know the theory inside out. And they also know that, you know, the spiritual aspect. They know that. And all of this I'm saying as an example. The example is because you said, you know, when you have more knowledge. Knowledge brings in harder tests. Yes. And they're a lot tougher to deal with than the more apparent things of, you know, the shaitan is not going to come to these people with, you know, the haram, this is open, like, open haram, open halal. Like, this is, doesn't, doesn't work. He's going to come through the most devious ways. He's going to d- destroy their sincerity. He's going to go at stuff that it's very deep, you know? That's nuanced yeah, and complex. Of course, and your tests are the, at your level. Well, like it can be the same test, but it can like the way of it is way more. Yeah. you know your conscience about it. Like yeah. you can do something wrong, but you're not conscious about it. You don't really like can be like you don't. You're not really punished for it. But when you know that is wrong and you still do it, then that's really yeah. Like, Thank you. My question is, um, 
why, like, you know how there's some humans that choose with their free will they do bad, and then some some humans with their free will they do they do good. Yeah. It's the soul that's controlling the the body. Yeah. At the end of the day, so like how, but but there's some souls like the prophet and and the and the imma, they're so perfect, kind of thing. So when God created those souls, He definitely created them different. I don't know. Maybe He created. Them that's the different. thing. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand how God created those things. But, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but basically, but basically, like what I'm asking is, uh, why are they different? Yeah. Like why? Like how? How was? Like how? How, why did they deserve to be different in a way that they're so much better than us? Like, uh, and there's some people are so much worse than us. Circumstances change their souls. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are they put into these circumstances? That no, 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 that's not my question. No, no, but I'm saying the same thing. Like, there's also like circumstances that make somebody's heart go black. That's always how you look at it. But I'm saying because like before you even came into this existence. Yeah. So, so there's different answers that we can give to this. The short answer is the one that you gave. Okay, that's a very short, very simple, God created the world in this way. He does whatever He wants. It's not that He does whatever He wants. Then, well, it's not random. Yeah, it's not. Okay, that's where we have, if we want to add a little bit, a component to it, and we don't believe that it's random. There's, there's two big answers we can give. One answer is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew what we were going to do with everything we were g- going to be given. So he knew all the possibilities beforehand. Okay, that's one. Okay. So given that, he wants to create a world and choose people to guide others. And he's going to handpick the best of the best to make them his messengers. And even then, like maybe another prophet is going to complain, well, why is Prophet Muhammad better than me? You created his soul better than mine. That will go to every single creature. There are no cre- two creatures that are the same. It's not just that their souls are different than ours. Every single soul is different than the others. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Okay, that's, that's the, the reality. That's the truth. Is every single entity is different. So when he created us, did he create the souls as in one soul was better than the other? No. Or did he create the souls all at the same level but different? Do you see what I mean? He created, he created us all from one soul. Which is like, right? So he created us all from the from the soul of Muhammadiyah. So there is a uh, Prophet Muhammad in you and in the Sayyid Ja'far and in every believer, if I'm correct, right? So yeah, he, but he's that's. He's not dividing, he's uniting. <laughs> no, but that's not my question because some people go to hell, some people go to heaven. But hey, that's why I said wait. believer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so one part is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew what you were going to do and what I was going to do and what every other person is going to do with everything they were going to be given in this life. And the structure of the world, the engineering of the world, what you do end up getting and not getting and the soul that you end up getting and not getting in this world is based on that. But why didn't God create it? That, Based on your purpose. Why didn't God create it that I was something else? You don't deserve I, it. <laughs> but like what made me like before, like like before, like you know, even like God's thoughts. Yeah. 
Astaghfirullah, now I'm getting in a zone where I don't really know, you know? Uh, Here from I, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add one thing to make it easier, okay? But there, I don't want to go there because it's a completely different topic and it requires its own proofs and it, it takes us in a different direction, okay? But to make it make more sense, if you go into the Ruayat, we are told there, was, there were worlds before this world. And we were all tested in those worlds. So when I say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows, the easier answer, if you can't handle the divine knowledge, the absolute divine knowledge of what I would do if he gave me a million dollars. So he knows that I'm going to screw up. He knows I'm going to use it for evil. Ani, I can't handle one million dollars. So he didn't give me that. Just like he didn't give me... Why did he create me so that I I won't... You don't deserve it. You don't deserve. No, no, not, not... Not deserve a million dollars. Why didn't he create me so that? It's the same. I'm giving that as an oh, example. They're all the same. Basically, I'm using. The, you're, you're telling me that this is the reward for worlds previous than this. No, so this is one <laughs> other. This is another. <laughs> this is another answer. I gave you one answer based on the divine knowledge of this world before it is. That's one answer. I'm saying if this answer is not enough for you, I'm going to give you another answer. That other answer is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested everybody. We were all equals, exactly the same. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us go through a series of tests. He said, who is your Lord? The first creature, the first entity to say, you are my Lord and did tasbih and did tahleel before any other creature was Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi, followed by the, the anbiya and the imma, the anbiya, the angels. And that's what distinguished them in this world. It goes back to the same question. No, no, no. I'm telling you they're all equal in that world. What's the question? We all go through the same test. But this soul, this entity, got 98% and this one got 3%. So it's not a reward. It's not a reward. And they are looking at this world as an end, end state. This is not an end state. The end state is what you do with what you're given here. No, I, I'm not looking at this world as an end state. I'm you saying, are? You're saying it's a reward for what happened no, there? No, 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 I'm saying, I'm, uh, no, because... They're linked, I, I'm, but it's not I'm a reward. this is an end state because this is what we do for the afterlife. So whatever the, whatever we end here, yeah. that's what's going to have to happen to us in the afterlife. But what are you responsible you for in this world? But what are you responsible <clears throat> for in this world? Our actions. That's it. Given what you have been given. Based on the set of conditions you were put in, that's all you're responsible for. The parts that you don't control, they're outside of your control, you're not responsible for them. So one person was put in those circumstances, and another was not. One person was given this set to start with, this person was given this set to start with. A lot more, a lot less. But that's all taken into consideration at the end. I, see. I have a, um, It's a, like you said that we can't get to Imam Ali's and the NBA's level in this world, but it's it's possible to do that in the afterworld, correct? It shouldn't be, but it may be. It's not fair that it is. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Holy Prophet says, you know, I want my people around me. If you are someone who takes care of the orphans, I was someone who took care of the orphans. I want people who take care of the orphans like me to be around me. 
So if you take care of the orphans in this life like I took care of the orphans, the Holy Prophet says, then you will be with me like this in heaven. Finish this, let me finish this one. <laughs> like, let me deal with this guy. Okay, but the answer, the answer to the second question, is it clear? Which, what's the second question? Uh, you just well, yeah, it was your question. <laughs> the one where it's like, uh, you, uh, to, get to, the, to get to the place of the prophets in the afterlife? Yeah, you're saying like it's, uh, you know, I said that you're responsible for what you are given. Yes. So your job is to do the maximum with what you have. Someone else can be taken and put in Imam Ali's shoes. If they are able to do it to the level Imam Ali does, good for them. They get the same rank. The problem is, that's why I say in theory, there's no issue. Everybody can do it. The problem is, who will? No one will. And history has proven that. I'm not saying, uh, you know, it's impossible in theory. There's no logical impossibility of being like Imam Ali. You can be like him. If you can work on yourself to the point of having his type of sincerity, his type of courage, his type, there's no issue. It's open to anyone. The problem is, when you actually look at the facts, like when you see someone doing a certain something, if you really understand what they're doing, some people are going to say, well, I'm not even going to compare. Why am I trying? That's what I mean. When I say it's impossible, that's what I mean. I'm saying in the facts, in reality... In history, if you actually study how he was, and he was surrounded by these people who adored the Holy Prophet, who were amazing companions, and no one could do anything that like him. Nothing. He was always ready, always willing to sacrifice everything he has. Like, in every instant of his whole life. It's, it's a crazy concept. And this is just a human being like you and me. There's nothing pushing him more than you and me. But he chooses to be, to put himself in those positions. So he earns that rank. And the same thing for all the imams, the same thing for all the anbiya. It's hard work. Is it impossible? No, it's not impossible. Anyone can do that. That's why I say, okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may have given them certain things that make them more suited for the responsibility that they have. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Imam Ali at the same time and as a child who would be raised by the Holy Prophet. 
What, you think anybody who's raised by the Holy Prophet is going to turn out the same as someone raised by someone else? Of course not. Of course he has a huge advantage. Of course someone who lives with the Holy Prophet has a huge advantage. Sahih? Yes. So this is part of the divine engineering. But there are a million other people who lived with the Holy Prophet. No one became another Imam Ali. Right? This is where you see, ah, so given the same set, given the same context, one person will do this with it and one person will do that. This is why he is what he is. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to give him additional responsibility. So he creates his soul in a different way. That's it. But is it fair at the end of the day? Of course it's fair. Good? Okay. There was one question here. Question. Oh, my question was basically from the point is the like where we're tested and we're rewarded for it. So if we are unaware that we are being tested, do we still get the reward? No. If you're unaware that you're being tested? Yeah, I guess it applies mostly to people who aren't religious. Yeah. But say they still do the right thing technically, but they're unaware that they're doing the right thing. Do they still get rewarded for it? Or say even for someone who is religious, but when they're doing the right thing, they don't have the motivation or they're, they're, they're acknowledging that they're doing it in a religious way. So long story short, everybody has some knowledge. Everybody has a working mind. Everybody has an intuition. Everybody has a conscious. Every human being knows right and wrong. To the extent that you have knowledge, you are being tested. Whether you know you're being tested or not is besides the point. Every human being knows this is right. Every human being knows when you see someone who needs help, you're supposed to help. One person helps, the other doesn't. But the, like the motivation behind it is different for each person. And so the reward and punishment will be different. I think it's more like the two pole sides. Like the second every single, a person has a, a desire to do something bad and a desire to do something good but hard, and he chooses the good and hard, that that needs that there comes a reward I think from that. That's that's a test on its own. Aren't aren't we also just tested on our intentions as well? Yeah, that's what yes. I was gonna say. So like if 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 you don't have the intention of doing it as worship, you're just doing it because you think it's the right thing, you know, blah blah blah. It depends on your knowledge. Your intention is your root of the action. What if you have good intentions but like no. So you'll, you'll say you're a materialist, right? Mm -hmm. You believe it's for exactly. the better of the world. Yeah. You will get a reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my point. But like your intention Before. isn't to worship God. Yeah. yeah. No. You'll get a reward. For example, what could be a reward? No, because some people like say it's... You get a reward in this life. You get a reward here, not in the afterlife. Not and that opens like, a huge door. Because <laughs> you're not working yeah. for the afterlife. You're working for this life. But at the same time, sometimes you do good in this world and you don't... It depends. Do you believe in the afterlife oh, yeah, or no, not? No, no, no. I guess I can't. I'm saying if you don't believe in the afterlife, if you don't believe, the, in, the question yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the hypothesis now, we have someone who is does not believe in the afterlife. And they are doing good. Their intention is what? They're doing it for money, they're doing it for fame, they're doing it for reputation, they're doing it for whatever they're doing it for. In a lot of cases... They have to do it for these reasons. Yeah, so now we're talking about those people. Yeah, yeah. Those people, when they're doing it in this way, their reward is going to be this. Mm -hmm. 
they get what they're working for. The person who believes in the afterlife, this should not even count. And to the extent that it counts, then you may or may not get an afterlife reward. You may not get a reward in the afterlife. Yani if, if 80% of why I'm doing it is to show off or to make money or to have a reputation, then 80% of my reward is gone. There's 20% of sincerity in what I'm doing. But you say they're rewarded in this life as well? well? That's why I'm saying you might get the 80% if I did something and 80% of it was materialist reasons. I'm going to get my materialist reward in this life. 80%. The 20% that I was actually sincere to God, I may get it or may not get it because I completely canceled my whole thing. <laughs> and so you go there, you think you did all of this and they give you this and you say, where's the rest? Well, say, well, you know, the, the, in, in the narrations we're told, you, you're told, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to these people, he tells them, you did not work for me, you worked for people. You were showing off to people. Go to the people you were showing off to and ask them for the reward. Didn't you show off? Well, you showed off. They saw you. That was a re- your reward. You didn't work for me. Yeah. Does the reward only come in the afterlife, or do you get you, you do like? Does he provide you a reward now as well? Like, let's say you're you're through it. You you go through a test, and then he decides that the test should end now. Do you get a reward for this? Like like your example with money. Let's yeah. say a person goes through poverty. Yeah. And like not like 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 a struggles and tr- and then and that's money, a test. Money can solve their problem. Yeah, and that's but a test. Event, yeah, and that's a test. And then he thinks that they've that they've been through enough, and then he provides them. Do you, like will he? Will he will, but that? that's a test too. Yeah, when he actually provides them with the money, did, will they stay on the same path? Like that's a test too, I guess. Yes. But does like that he that like, that happens, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I, I want to I'm curious to know because you, you keep saying reward, right? So I'm just thinking, like, is it only reward in afterlife? No. Okay. Some is here and some is there. If you look at the Prophet Yusuf's story, it has a lot to do with that. Like, he went from the lowest point to he made him the, the, like, the, in control of the, of the bank of Egypt. Like, that's the high level he can reach in this world. That was his reward. So imagine his reward in afterlife. Um, you know how, like, when, before you started the Islamic extrusion, yes, you said uh, how if you're looking at it in a materialistic way, right, uh, you're going to be faced with the question of why did the God create it in this such way? So basically our answer through that was, um, like, basically through all these verses, right, to kind of, like, answer that, saying that it was basically... He created it this way for it to be a test. Yeah. Right? Okay. But you can, yeah. Let it keep going, Let keep go. going. Uh, but, like, like, that's, like, kind of, like, uh, that's only, like, based on us, right? So, like, if you don't, if, if you don't, uh, believe? If you don't believe, yeah, it doesn't apply to you. Yeah, so that's why, like, I need why, early... No, I'm looking at the kids, like, you know, like, okay, like, you have to have these things, and then that's why we kind of, like... Otherwise, otherwise it's, you have no answer to the problem of evil in the world. Yeah, that, yeah which is why it's, like, like, just stop arguing with this person, might as well, because you're yes. not going to get it anyway. Yes. Which now makes it really a lot of sense. Yeah. And we're not even done yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more... <laughs>
No, no, it's about punchlines. It's about when you say it too early, it doesn't look like it's a logical sequence. It's just that. So when your mind keeps wandering, you're going to come up with questions of what about this? What about that scenario? And it doesn't answer this one fully. Right? So if we just keep answering them randomly, it looks like just a series of random questions. And we're trying to present them in one logical, like there's a logic to the way we're presenting them and they all hold together.